Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Deeply, uh, specifically, and uh, prescriptively, around this idea of implementation. So uh, Hope Borman, who's our divisional president of High Trust Coaching, uh, and three of our, our coaches are going to spend some time up here talking about what the art of implementation looks like. And then um, we're going to do that, and then we're going to go live with the mics, and we're just going to let you ask any questions you want to ask for 15 or 20 minutes about implementation and, and maybe either challenges you've had or questions that are not answered in your mind. And the beauty of doing the Q&A, of course, would be that your question could actually influence the hundreds and hundreds of people that are still here. So Hope, come on out and uh, tell us who our coaches are going to be. Big round of applause for Hope Borman. Hello, everyone. This is going to be so amazing. So first, I'd like to introduce um, our certified high trust coaches, at least a few of them. So I'd like to invite Trevor Hammond on the stage. Trevor Hammond. Woo! Yeah, Trevor. (laughs) And um, Teresa Odette. Teresa Odette, certified high trust coach. Yay, Teresa. And Matt Harrison. Amen. Matt Harrison. Yay. Yay, Matt. (laughs) So this is going to be an amazing, amazing conversation. And I think I'm going to hand it off first to Trevor. Kind of talk, share about his experience. And Trevor, the floor is yours, sir. Right on. Uh, Before I dive in, I decided I wanted to say thank you to Todd for putting on an amazing event and delivering once again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as I will share, I've been coming to this for a long time, and uh, actually every year, I know a bunch of my team are right back in there, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I pull them to this sometimes, and every year I come, I bring another new, I think we have four people who have never been to this for my team, and oh. you delivered. I mean, uh, they are all absolutely. saying what an amazing experience, so thank you. Well, it takes, a, it takes a village, and we had a village up here, and we have a village out there. Our team is a village. Uh, our presenters are a village, and, and certainly, most obviously, you guys are the village, because without you here, there's nothing to talk about. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what page in the workbook are we going 140, to? 140, I think 140. we're on. One page, page 140. Here we go. So my, I, I was sharing with Todd as we were preparing for what to talk about. My first experience coming to this event... Uh, in the audience was, I think, 2001. Uh, it was probably two or three years in the business, about three years in the business. And I remember sitting out there my first year, and I was just, my mouth was just, right? Because there's, there's people that just keep coming up on stage and sharing everything they do. <laughs> They're just like, here's what I say. Here's how I do it. Here's when I do it. And uh, I was so excited. I was overwhelmed. Like, I know, I know a lot of my team has been and, and my coaching clients are when they first come here. But... Then by the time I went home and I got on the phone with my coach and I said, I got all these ideas. I got a hundred things I want to do. I'm going to just, I'm going to be the number one producer in the, in the country. I guarantee it. But there was 1,999 other people in the room that heard all the same great ideas. <laughs> I was like, how am I ever going to stand out? And you know, I'm, I'm a baby in the business and he's, he just, he's laughing. I remember him laughing on the other end of the phone. Like, he laughed out loud? He was laughing at me. I was like, what are you laughing about? <laughs> Audible. And I said, or he said to me, Trevor, 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 Trevor. 
you are going to be one of the very few people out of that entire 2,000 person audience that's going to implement any of that stuff. And that, that blew my mind, right? Because I was, yeah. I was thinking, why in the world would people invest the money, invest the time, right, away from their family, away from their business, hoping their, their loans are going well, and then come back and not do anything with, with what they just learned? I mean, there's people up here at the top of their game just giving you their, their recipes. And uh, that was my first lesson on it really will all come down to implementation. Um, if you don't implement any of this stuff, it, it, won't, it won't matter. Everything in that book, it won't matter. You'll go back, you'll get back into your comfort stage. You'll, you'll go back to doing what you do because everything you do now is resulting in what you've got now. Right? The, the definition of insanity. We've, we've all heard that. So uh, I became an implementation machine. That's fantastic. That's amazing. And, and so one question for you, Trevor, is um, you, know, the, you know, the things that distract you, that you default to. So you were committed, you were intentional. What happened when you hit the first roadblock? What happened for you, and how did you move beyond it? One of the first things I did is I had to get control of my week, you know, um, and, and that's why I, I'm so enamored by the, this on-demand versus in-demand concept, because um, that's what I've, I've, it just describes what I've been trying to do for most of my 21 years. And uh, when you get control of your schedule and you want to become in-demand, you have some tough conversations with clients, you know, like my man Dan Summerfeld up, up here was saying, like, you've got to make that by design. Here's when I stay late. Here's when I don't. And I made the commitment that I'm just, I'm done working weekends. Yeah. Um, I, I can't keep working late every night. Right. Um, but you do that, and then you create a compelling reason why and what's in it for them. You create value in other ways. Because now your value proposition isn't mm -hmm. how much time I'm available. And, and, and I make fun of anybody that says 24-7 on their LinkedIn profile or their business cards. <laughs> that just sounds desperate. Yeah. And so it sound, I wanted to run a mortgage practice. Right. But you have some really tough conversations. You, you know, do. That first time the realtor calls you, they have a client. It's Thursday night. That's not one of your late nights. They want to go look at houses tomorrow or the next day and you've got a commitment to your family, mm -hmm. uh, it's tough. Yeah. It's, so you better, you've got to course correct and, and make a different value proposition real quick. So can I, let me just say three yeah. things on that. Um, one is um, hard conversations that don't happen become harder. And, and there's never, n never does a hard conversation that you want to have ever become easier. Okay, and so... So, so the longer you wait for the hard conversation, the harder it gets to have the hard conversation. And so hard conversations are critical to free up your time, free up your bandwidth, and free up your execution. The other idea on 24-7 is a mindset. And, you know, kind of jokingly we say that yeah. it's, it's actually three good numbers, 24-7. If you really get high trust and you really nail it, it's, you know, let's work 24 hours a week and seven months a year and do the same thing that everybody else does in the whole year. And, and that's the mindset. You might be saying, well, is that possible? Yeah, well, Wally's up here, and he t this year he'll take 23 weeks off. Uh, that's kind of cool, you know, to close $100 million plus and take 23 weeks off and buy 35 more rental properties. I mean, th those are all the kind of things that, you know, are accessible to all of us. Yeah. So the 24-7 is a mindset. And, and even though we talk about 24 hours a week, you look at Heather, you look at all these, these people that have said, you know, I'm in and then I'm out. And when I'm there, I, I do what I do. And I think that's the key. You want to get yeah. that mojo going. Yeah, so hard conversations and, and optically 24-7 is attractive. The, the overall goal we all have as we leave 
is be able to look at our income going up and our stress and on the job time going down. I mean, if the simple implementation filter is that, you know, is what I'm about to implement going to take my income up? Is it going to reduce my stress and take my hours down? That's the ultimate filter, right? Yeah, it is, Todd. And it's something we have a lot of conversations with our coaching members on, is they've made the intention, which is why I asked you the question, they've made the intention, they've made you know, the commitment, and then something comes up and they default. And that, you know, that's always the conversation. Are, are we going to do the mindset shift to the CEO? Or are we going to be the donut girl? Or whatever that is, right? So, um, so Teresa, I wanted to ask you, um, you have a very specific game plan and a process when you're working with your coaching members in implementation. Can you talk to everyone about that? I, I definitely can, but I also wanted to follow up on what Trevor said in that I came here in 1999 and was a beginner, just like so many of you. I think that it's important to know that while we're up here, and you hear us doing 50 million, 100 million, life is great, we work 20 hours a week. It doesn't start like that. Yeah. You know, it, we really yeah. just one foot in front of the other and do the right stuff. So, so your question, which was my process, oh yeah. So well, we, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So, <laughs> so how many years ago were you somebody's assistant in this room? 21 years ago. So 21 years ago, Teresa was here. She was assisting another producer whose biggest complaint, this is how long ago this was, is that he wanted to be the first one out of the room to get to the pay phones so he could return phone calls because his business was blowing up. So he brings his assistant to Mastery, and that was Harry's story. Yep, that was. And, and so now it's so interesting that, that 21 years later, not only have you mastered the business, you've mastered the time and income equation, but you have grown through this in 21 years, and now you're coaching people to create a reality like, you know, what would it be like to earn five or $600,000 a year and work 20 hours a week? And take three months off. And take three months off. That, that's, that is what is at stake here. And so, go. I just want, I had to set no, the stage. No, I want to follow up on that, actually, because it's yeah. perfect. So I was sitting out there and looking at this, and all these people up here going, that's cool, but it's never going to happen for me, right? And it took me 20 years to get here because, at the time, there was no coaching. I came back to this and to Academy six times. Here, 15 times, Academy six times, because there was no coaching to follow up. I mean, not that I don't want you guys to go six times, but it's much easier to do coaching. So, did I answer Yay. your question? Yeah, you totally <laughs> okay. did. And yours? Uh, uh, so, thank you, Teresa. That's, it was really important. So, you would talk to us a little bit about the process and a game plan when you're working with a coaching member what we're on, talk about on next implementation. Week. Yeah. So, yeah. I would love for you to share it with everyone. Sure. I think yeah? at a minimum, you guys need to all go back and not open your email until Monday morning. Take the weekend. Take your workbook. Get all the ideas down on paper that you want to do and then dollarize them. Look at them from what's the cost involved, what's it going to cost you to do it in time and money, and what's the return? Is it high cost, low return? Ditch it. Is it high return, low cost? Do it. Might be high cost, high return. Let's do that too. But the things that are easy, don't bother. They're not going to give you any kind of return. If nothing changes for you, if you don't do anything different, nothing will change for you. Absolutely. Is that a, that's a pretty simple filter right there. It's a pretty simple filter to look at time, energy, and money, and then anticipated ROI. 
And if you order in that fashion, you'll be able to, to have a more predictable way of accountability. When you um, get to the, the two pages that, that let you kind of line out in your own hand what this event meant to you and what session you got the idea and what was the idea and what's the desired end result and what's the priority and when's the date that it's due, you're going to be able to take that because by end of business on Monday, you will have an electronic prioritization spreadsheet from us that will allow you to take the handwritten notes and organize them around a here's number one and here's number 32. All right. And you're going to categorize them in green, red, and yellow. Green are the things you're going to absolutely do between now and next year. Red are the things that might potentially be getting in the way and or things that you potentially want to delegate. And then yellow are going to be the things you need to think on, which could be some of the bigger implementation ideas that you just can't go out and pull the trigger on immediately. And your job between next year and now is to take that spreadsheet and start checking boxes. And that's it. And, uh, and, and, and so those filters are super, super important. High profit, high payoff, you know, uh, easy, you know, no real money, don't do it. You know, a lot of money and it's going to take a couple months to get it done. Yep, you got to do that. And there's some things right now that you could do that only take maybe a week. And uh, they're, they're, they're hard, but they're easy. And that's like get rid of half the clients you don't love. Huh? <laughs> and I mean, you do that by Friday. <laughs> you know, it was, interesting. It, was, it was interesting. I was doing a coaching call actually with Chris. Um, this was a while back. And um, he was doing some work with his family and he had things that he was doing and had committed to, and he had brought a client in um, and, and had done a brief conversation with them. They were ready to go, and he didn't, you know, and he didn't do the pre-call, and the agent called him over the weekend, was blowing up his phone, saying, you know, I want you to come, you know, I want you to do this pre-call, we're going to put an offer in, and Chris said, I'm with my family, I'm with my church, picnic today, I can't, and she, um, she basically had said that, you know, should I go to another lender? And he, he brought this client to her. And I was talking to my coaches on our, one of our coaches' calls, and I was kind of telling them about that. I said, coaches, what would you say? And all of them, in, you know, just in unison said, that agent needs to be fired. You know, it was just really interesting. So those tough conversations that we're talking about is just so important that you need to be willing to do that. Um, and he didn't fire her, but he did have a very... Well, yeah, very but your, your job is to, to move from vendor to partner. Your job yes. is to stop thinking that you're, you, know, you get loans, yeah. and your job is to start thinking that you're actually an intellectual partner of whomever it is, whether they be agent, builder, you know, financial planner. Your job is to be a part of a team. You, you play an integrated role and an integral role, and, and they play an integrated role and an integral role, and let's just, let's just understand that you know, we're going to do business in a, a partnership way rather than me being subservient to you uh, or, 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 or the opposite, right? And so it's, it's got to be kind of this win-win. And, and if you don't do that, then you, de you end up developing what's called a relational plaque. And relational plaque is the visual of what you can understand it to be. And the, and the more <laughs> plaque you have in a relationship, the harder yeah. the relationship is to, to stay alive. And so we gotta, we got gotta to get on that same plane level. We have two minutes before we're going to go okay. to Q&A. All right. So I would really love to hear from Matt Harrison. Yeah. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good. You having fun? Great. Okay. So one of, um, one of your thoughts around implementation that you'd like to share with, with everyone here. All right. So uh -huh. there are two sides two voices that are going to be talking to you, okay? The voice that you're hearing 
during this entire conference is fit, fast, forward, this is great, Todd Duncan stuff, oh man, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna implement all of this stuff, right? The other voice, it's not so pretty. It's saying, no, we don't wanna be fit, fast, and forward, we wanna be fat, lazy, and complacent, because that's what we know, <laughs> and that's easy, right? And so we get back to our desk, we sit down and we go, oh, look at that book. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there, but oh, I've got 50 emails I need to respond to. And then we get right back into what we do. And we've got to be different. We've got to change. And so pick one thing, one thing that you're going to implement in the next 30 days. You're going to pick it, and then you're going to set a date. The date is important, OK? The date is going to force you to do what it is that you set out to do. Now, Todd just walked away. Maybe he can't hear this. <laughs> but when he thought about being on stage as a speaker, it was Tommy Hopkins, I believe, that he was watching. Yep. And he went up and he said, I, I'd really like to do this. I'd really like to be a speaker someday. And Tommy looked at him, he says, when? And if I remember it right, Todd says, well, when what? He says, when are you going to be a speaker? <laughs> when are you going to make that decision, right? And you had to set a date, and he held it to you. It actually, he wouldn't let me leave the room until I picked the date. And then I had to write it down in my planner, and then he asked me to put it on the back of my business card, and gave and hand me his business card and then he looked me in the eyes and he said if you don't call me by this date to let me know you're a speaker I'm going to call you and ask you why you haven't honored the biggest commitment of your life yeah. and and from that moment on every day I'm thinking I'm getting one day closer to that dude calling me and it was purposeful it wasn't like I had to do it because of him I had to do it because it was the next step in my destiny. It was the next step in my journey. And one thing he said was interesting. I'll never, ever forget it. He said, if you don't pick a date, you won't have the discipline to drive to your destiny. A goal without a date is a wish. A dream without a day is an hallucination. hallucination. Dates drive everything by when. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's always what was, it's kind of a mantra with coaching. It's great. You want to accomplish this by when, by when give us a date and they, they know it's coming now when they're coaching with us, they know that it's coming, you know, it's just hope's going to say, what do you want to get done? And, and okay, great. Fantastic. Yay. By when. <laughs>